1: Hi, oh, folks, Chris Foss here from dot com. Hey, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. Oh, my gosh. Another podcast? Chris, why do another one? 12 years of podcasts. Maybe it's time to just stop and take a break already. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Go to YouTube.com forward slash Chris Foss. Hit the bell notification and go to Goodreads.com forward slash Chris Foss. See everything we read and review over there. We actually know how to read. I know it looks like I don't. But I actually do mostly, but that's a lot audible because I don't know. I went to public school, Betsy DeVos is public school, so I can't read. Anyway, guys, go to also dog groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those different places and uh, see everything that's going on there. Now, we do have someone who went to school on the show, actually, those big colleges, the colleges, and uh, he learned all sorts of amazing stuff. He's going to be talking to him about, to us. And himself, I don't know if he really wants to. Maybe that's his thing. Uh, don't we all do that in coronavirus now with the lockdown? We're just walking around our house talking to ourselves. But he is on the show. He's going to be talking about his new book that just came out February 1st, 2022, called Impact, How Rocks from Space Led to Life, Culture, and Donkey Kong. We have Greg... Braneka on the show. He's going to be talking to us. And when he mentions rocks, he's not talking about, like, Metallica or heavy metal. At least I don't think he is, so we'll have to ask him when he comes on the show. He is a Ph.D. and staff scientist and cosmochemist at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. After his doctoral work at Arizona State University, he received the prestigious Sophia Kovaleskava Award. I'm going with that. I'm not Russian. Sorry. They're invading Ukraine, so screw those people. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Alexander, I'm sure it's a a prestigious award. Alexander von Humboldt Foundation. I just assume that's uh, Russian. That's probably not a correct (laughs) assumption on my part. I'm going to hell. To study the early solar system at the Institute for Planetology in Münster, Germany, where he led the Solar System Forensic Group, for five years. His research has appeared in Science, Nature, and Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. Greg lives in Livermore Wine Valley, Livermore Wine Valley? That sounds like an oxymoron, liver and wine uh, country, and fully enjoys the local flavors. Welcome to the show, Greg, and my apologies for making fun of your bio. <laughs> no
0: worries at all. It's uh, it's a strange, a lot of strange words in there for sure.
1: Shouldn't it be Liverless Valley Wine Country? Yeah, well, you want a big liver if you're going to drink a lot of the wine, right? That's true. I, I did vodka for about 20 years, so I know all about livers <laughs> yeah. and and drinking. You can see it on me right now. So tell us your plugs, where people can find you on the interwebs and maybe get to know I
0: try to stay off the interwebs as much as possible. I am on Twitter, at Greg Brennica, just my name.
1: There Pretty straightforward go. and simple. So no Snapchat? Man, there's going to be a lot of women in the audience disappointed. They usually the are <laughs> with me. I have to block all of them. Not- so give us so what motivates you want to write this: I think it
0: was, it was just the fact that I, I come from a, a group that
1: studies meteorites
0: in mm-hmm. a small community, and there's not a lot of people that outside the community know why we do it or why meteorites are important, mm-hmm. and it turns out they've really changed the course of history, and not just on a you know human level but on a planet level. so that's yeah. kinda why I did it.
1: Yeah, Now this has nothing to do with rock and roll and metallica, is that correct
0: Not much, I guess, oh, but damn. I am a big fan, so I I'm said sure how rocks right? Right. yeah
1: okay. I thought there's a new band coming in from space. So tell us like that Star Wars movie, like a canteen or whatever. It's so. A new band, yeah. yeah, there you go. So uh, give us an overall arcing thing about the book. we'll get some of the deets.
0: Yeah, sure. So people think, okay, meteorites are just nice doorstops, or something you buy on eBay. And a lot of people know that they probably killed the dinosaurs, and that's kind of what I would guess the general population thinks about it, because that's certainly where I was when I got into graduate school.
1: Yeah, well, the dinosaurs kind of had it coming. We all know that. Big lizards, come on.
0: And so that's kind of the, the end of, of most people's understanding about meteorites. And it turns out we wouldn't have life at all if it wasn't for meteorites. There's a lot of a lot of different things that they've done for us. And they're not just things that kill the dinosaurs or uh, keep the door open. They're, they're things that bring life and,
1: and other things that we need. Wow. And there's some interesting aspects and and things that you find in the book. Is the Is the premise of the book that light, our life or humanity or all life was brought to you here from another planet and came across those meteorites or
0: well not really life itself but the ingredients for life i, I, I don't think anyone seriously in the meteorite community believes that life hitched a ride on a meteorite and then kind of started propagating on on earth but but Meteorites certainly brought the ingredients, uh, mm. and, and I don't just mean things like water, but even much more complex things like amino acids and even nucleotide bases that are making up our DNA and RNA. So, there's some wow. pretty complex molecules that that do hitch rides on meteorites and that they delivered basically the entire biosphere to to the planet.
1: That's interesting. We had someone on the show who did who was a Mars scientist, and and his theory was Mars, when it was maybe in a better position, had some sort of life, and then. And then the dust and blue all over to us. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I mean, would you still say that we're we might be as human beings dust of the stars still technically of some type?
0: Absolutely. I mean we've got wow. nothing but a big recycling program up there with the stars. I mean, every every atom that is created in, in your body and my body was was a star at some point. So
1: Serious? Yeah. Wow. Well this yeah, is crazy. This is interesting. Now what part of the Bible was that in? <laughs>
0: Exodus? I don't know. I I only know two.
1: (laughs) Do these meter happens over seven days? No, stop it. uh, I'm an atheist, by the way. I should fully disclose that. I think my audience knows that very well. But no, this is really interesting because, uh, yeah, from what I understand and the scientists we've talked to, yeah, like you say, you can find... The stardust fingerprints, I guess, in in our in our body, and so you talk about how it led to life, culture, and what was the reference to Donkey Kong? I grew up with that as a kid. <laughs> not, in the a, 80s. not a Donkey
0: Kong fan? What's up? I
1: oh, know I am. I, I okay. grew up within the eighties. Yeah,
0: yeah. Basically, the reference of Donkey Kong is electronics, and meteorites are the reason we have electronics, and that's not something that a lot of people probably know. And, and Donkey Kong obviously is the highest end electronic we have, and so that's why I put that in the title of the book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you uh, There's some interesting fa- fun facts here. On average, over 100 tons of extraterrestrial material is added to Earth every day from micrometeorites. That's pretty wild, man.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of material coming down. I, I like to think of it in, in terms of amount of Volkswagens. That's like 75 Volkswagen Jetta. 75
1: <laughs> Volkswagens.
0: You know, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of stuff every single day. Uh, uh, now, hold easy. on.
1: 75 Volkswagens every single day? Every day. Every day, I mean, oh, obviously yes. they're
0: in, in dust form, so they're not in Jetta form, but it's yeah. still a lot of material.
1: So no Jetta, just the Beetle sort of size. Just, so? It's just
0: the smallest ones,
1: yeah. Just the smallest <laughs> ones, yeah. I mean, can we contact the company and get them to stop that Volkswagen? The we do. <laughs> no, it's not good know. for us,
0: Chris. It's good for us.
1: <laughs> it's good for us. So it gives us those materials that we need for stuff. This is kind of interesting. King Tut was bearing with a knife, buried with a knife. From a knife with a knife, I don't know. He maybe had it coming too. Uh, soul Caesar from an iron meteorite. So even our pharaoh folks back in the day in ancient Egypt knew about meteorites and stuff.
0: Yeah, they worshipped them. They they were obviously the, the Egyptians have Ra as a sun god, so they were pretty tuned to the the sky. But you know they were lucky enough to see some large iron meteorites fall, and they made a lot of. Artifacts out of them, and they couldn't—they couldn't make iron themselves. They didn't have the technology to do it. So anything iron that they could make was from meteorites. And of course, if you're the pharaoh, you get a sweet knife out of it.
1: Yeah, man, because you're the pharaoh. eh? This is really interesting. The the weird thing about being about man and his religions, his man-made religions, is I really one of the things that kind of centered me on my questions about why are we here and what we're doing. It is a long time ago. There were cavemen living in a cave and this sort of stuff was really extraordinary to us. I mean, even today it's extraordinary, but these people are living in caves and you go in the dark and you see stuff falling from the sky and you're like, the sky is falling. The world's over. It's like any day on certain news channels. And so they make, I think there's 3000 gods that, that, uh, man has made up over the years. Cause you know, whether so it's number. whatever. It's a high number. And the Romans officially worshipped a meteorite as their prime deity for four years into the reign of emperor. I'll let you tell me that name.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say it wrong as well. I I always pronounce it Elagabalus, but you know historians will certainly correct me on that.
1: Yeah, um, I usually have Elagabalus problems after a night of
0: Yeah, time. but yeah, he didn't last very long, so that's why not a lot of people know his name. <laughs> I guess. four years. But four that... years is still a pretty good reign, I guess.
1: That and he sounds like a colon disease. The I'm sure, sorry, we probably lost the uh, Emperor Elagabasis Ella room now. So this is pretty interesting. So we've been fascinated with this. I just saw on TikTok like homeless or meteorites coming in together. I don't know where it was in Texas or Houston or someplace or wherever it was. But it was really cool and people are still fascinated by things falling from the sky. The uh, What are some other aspects in your book that that help us understand what's going on with these rocks from space?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, your kind of references to religions and how many gods we've had over the years and how important they have been, you know, to cavemen and, and et cetera, to, to ancient cultures. But it's it's interesting. You look at even some of the most followed religions today, Islam and Christianity, and they wouldn't be anywhere near the religions they are, at least the same trajectory, if it weren't for meteorites. And I found that to be really fascinating. I was doing this research is that how important they were to the development of Christianity, for example. Uh,
1: for in what In what ways? Tell us more.
0: Yeah, so early on, the even the Star of Bethlehem is thought to be a comet. So yeah, it all it kind true. of starts with that, I guess. But you may have heard of Saint Paul or or Saul. Saint Paul is the capital of Minnesota, of course, named after the evangelist Paul or Saul. He changed his name, mm-hmm. but he was the the story goes that he was uh, an anti Christian basically early on and was writing to to give some Christians a hard time, and then was knocked off his horse by this big. Meteorite impact, blinded him for three days and all that, you know, that's, that's the historical document. And Mm. then he, of course, converted and then became the most, most important uh, figure in in Christian evangelism. So that's a pretty big deal. And and it's interesting that that story actually holds up when you look at it scientifically, because we've seen that in you know, various meteorite. In, in.
1: Yeah, maybe it good, works good for recruiting. You're like, God's angry at us.
0: Look, see, the, <laughs> yeah.
1: he's throwing crap at us. Maybe, <laughs> and maybe, maybe I don't know. For religions, maybe that's what meteorites really are. God's is angry. He's throwing snowballs. And
0: well, you know, the 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 uh, Aztecs actually thought they were poops from the gods. So really, um, yeah, which that's is I think gross. really funny. That that's what I chose to study was poops from the gods. But
1: that's gross. Earth is. <laughs> There's a, like a new, box, there's a whole new, there's a whole new movie script for you. Earth is God's litter box. Yeah, that might explain, really some, this might explain some. people I see in Florida on the news all the time. <laughs> the Florida man, people there. Florida, come on. Well, we've already we've already run off the uh, Emperor Elgabas of Lotus Globulus <laughs> gentlemen, So we might yeah. as well lose the Florida crowd too with it. This is this is extraordinary. And so I guess there's loads of organic molecules. Is there stuff that have come in? Like I, I know this is, sounds crazy, but I, I anything you preface with? I know that sounds crazy <laughs> yeah, these days. With
0: all due respect.
1: With all due respect, it might sound crazy, but um, I used to have this friend who claimed that he worked at I. He claimed that he worked at Area Fifty One at one time, and he was like in a guard or you know, some sort of facility where he wasn't like. Anything, but he was like, there's, there's something down there in the basement. And I'm like, you've watched Independence Day way too many times. And he claimed that like all sorts of these sort of special materials that we have, like titanium or other really rare stuff that we have comes from down there. And we learned to make it from the aliens, of course, that are down there in the beds, but. Is it is it throwing that craziness out? Of course, I don't know. I could be wrong. We're going Joe Rogan all of a sudden. The it, it maybe is there maybe some materials that we've gotten on that we use the special metals in the earth from these meteorites.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, friend. There's some craziness there. I'll I'll grant you that. But the crux of it that we do have a lot of material from meteorites that so we wouldn't have otherwise is definitely true. Yeah. I alluded to that earlier with the, uh, the electronics. I mean, there's stuff we make high-end electronics out of, like palladium and gold and these fancy metals that are difficult to pronounce sometimes. All that comes from meteorites because Earth started with it, but it all went when Earth melted, basically. And uh, we wouldn't have any at all in the crust of the Earth that we could access if it weren't for meteorites, it's just continually pelting us. So thank those Jetta's that are flying down.
1: I think those, those Volkswagen Beetles coming in, <laughs> unless they hit your car windshield, and then you're going to be pissed because you have to call the insurance company. So you, you were... Really believe maybe I mean we came we came from the dust of the stars and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for meteorites possibly.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of aspects to that too. I mean you can talk about the organic delivery, you can talk about killing the dinosaurs. If the dinosaurs yeah. weren't dead, then we probably rise up as That's mammals. You yeah, know they so probably would have eaten us
1: first. Guy, they would have just eaten them.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just a fuzzy snack at that point. The, the whole Bible story would have been
1: the whole Bible study would have been or a story would have been different. It would have been added to even the garden of a dinosaur. T Rex just comes in and goes, like oh, shit. God's like, fuck. I've spent this like didn't work six, out at all. I, I spent six days making that crap.
0: A more intelligent design, I guess.
1: Yeah, without well, would, the giant lizards. Probably I mean, we deserve it. Seriously, have you seen how we turned out lately? This is really interesting. Large swaths of the ocean would be virtually devoid of life if me, micro meteorites did not provide bioavailable iron to plankton.
0: That's really wild. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, they took away the dinosaurs, but they provide for plankton. So yeah, yeah. Can we so, get like, more of all this that stuff? Dust can we? find down contains a lot of stuff that the plankton need, and
1: they just use it. So it's pretty cool. Can we get more of this stuff? Like, can we order it on Amazon or something? Like, in, <laughs> yeah. I got,
0: Actually, I got this one on Amazon. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> you think you bought a meteorite? Well, eBay. Excuse me, I take it back. It was eBay.
1: <laughs> now, the people, if, if people come across meteorites, do I need to do a PSA health thing? Should they be touching them when they studying space?
0: them? Probably not. Uh, But if you intend on putting them on your mantle to talk about, then that's
1: fine. Yeah, I might wear some gloves. Because I know that, like, the stuff that they bring back from space, like if they go to the moon and stuff, which, of course, was faked. I'm kidding.
0: Obviously. Obviously.
1: As long as we're on a Joe Rogan (laughs) rant, we might as well just go off the rails. (laughs) Evidently, the dust is 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 pretty toxic right or maybe it's cuz it travels to space it picks up gamma rays or something or? I
0: think we more want to protect the uh, the dust from us I think it's we oh. don't want to contaminate the rocks because you know <laughs> they contain a lot of valuable scientific information why do you want you know my ham sandwich on it so
1: Yeah you you're putting your ham sandwich on the rock
0: Well yeah. you know I <laughs>
1: Did they not give you a plate salary as a scientist? We actually had one of the people that I referenced earlier was wrote a book about the discussion of the ethics of going to Mars mm-hmm. and whether or not we should – it was kind of one of those discussions like when you go interact with species in the wild, should you be careful not to give them our colds and our flus and all of our germs and then break that sort of uh, barrier? And so his his thesis was the same, that we shouldn't go to Mars because – We're just going to bring all the ugly crap that we bring, and probably (laughs) we should just leave it alone in its pristine condition. Yeah. Propagate
0: humanity throughout the cosmos.
1: Yeah. I mean, as, uh, yeah, it's the same thing we do with capitalism. Look how that works out. We try and prop it up somewhere, it just turns into communism or something. I don't know. It seems that way sometimes. But, but no, if we go there, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that we can take a planet that already looks like a shithole and turn it into a worse one. But if you've seen what we've done with this one, but you kind of get the idea. Man, you are pessimistic. I, <laughs> I know. I'm just doing jokes today. Uh, I love this. This is fun. Uh, what are some other things that we need to know about about meteorites and and all this stuff with uh, rock?
0: Well, you mentioned Mars. I think that's an interesting segue into into talking about meteorites from Mars. I mean, we haven't brought back any pieces of Mars, and we've been up there quite a few times with rovers, and there's been a lot of cool stuff done, but. The only samples of the planet we have are from meteorites. Yeah, and that's how we get a lot of our information about the you know interior of the planet and kind of how it's evolved over time is from these meteorites.
1: And did the meteorites come from Mars or they pass through Mars atmosphere or they pick up
0: No, we've got three hundred that were blasted off the surface of Mars. Wow. Um, basically a big you know asteroid will hit Mars oh, and then knock okay. off a chunk of Mars, and then we're the beneficiaries of it.
1: Wow. It's really interesting. So, what about these shows? They're always talking about, like, I don't know. what was that recent show that they did where an asteroid or a comet is coming to us. Are don't we look do, up. Don't look up. Yeah. yeah, the are we are we in for one of those? Like, how's that? Uh, I, maybe? I hope
0: not. <laughs> no, I think I think we're okay for now. I mean, We've got a lot of people trying to pay attention to the big ones, and you know, who knows? Things can come from the shadows you don't know about. So,
1: yeah, I, would, what, what, I wouldn't panic. What about that big asteroid that passed by that everyone thought maybe was a ship? It looked like a giant, I don't know, galactic battleship. Oh,
0: that that one with the Hawaiian name that I can't pronounce? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't hit us, did it?
1: No, but, I mean, something like that's going to have a lot of different makeup and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could make a big big hole in the ground if it it hits us. But luckily, there's a lot of space out there in space.
1: Do most of the meteorites come from our galaxy or do they come in from other places?
0: uh they all come from our solar system so basically everything we get either comes from the moon from mars or from the asteroid belt which is between mars and jupiter so they're all locally sourced turds from the gods this is the aztecs thought.
1: turds from the gods i'm gonna next time i see one, i'm gonna say that well this is really interesting and really cool and and how it propagates life how it has an effect on everything we do and is there i mean some of these space rocks how old are some of these
0: they're old. Most of the meteorites we uh, we look at are kind of snapshots of the very early solar system. So four and a half billion, with a B. Uh, wow. So they're old.
1: Do you know how old that rock is? that's on your desk. Is it like a fine wine? Where
0: <laughs> it's it's still pretty old. It's about it's also four and a half billion. I mean, we go four point five, six, seven billion things like that. They're
1: it's, it's you know, it's it's old. If I were you, I'd put it in the meteorite cellar and let that let that steep for another couple but of days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then open it, drink it. So pretty cool, all the different stuff that goes on here. Do do Are there like meteorite chasers of scientists where if they see large meteorites come in and they think they're not going to disappear through the atmosphere, they go out and they chase them and try? Yeah,
0: actually, there's there's a, a few people that kind of make a living chasing meteorites.
1: Yeah, that sounds like fun.
0: It does sound like a one hell of a life. You, you see a, a fireball in the news and you just jump on a plane to that country and go take your metal detector and start looking. Wow,
1: that's crazy, man! It's like yeah. that. Uh, what was that old show with the the storm chasers or whatever, the tornado chasers? Back yeah, in mind, yeah, that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you just run around doing that. So that's got to be cool. Anything more you want to touch on about the book or tease out about the book?
0: I just, I just think uh, there's a lot of interesting stories that that are in there about what meteorites have done for for humanity and and the planet. So if if you're interested in big history or interested in you know how we got to where we are, check it out. There's some there's some cool stuff in there.
1: Is there anything new that we can find, or do we have we pretty much collected it all?
0: <laughs> oh, man, we're finding new stuff all the time.
1: Serious? Wow. What,
0: oh, yeah, that's what keeps me going. And we're, we've got some space missions that are going up. There's there's one that just returned from the Japanese Space Agency, and mm-hmm. and NASA's doing one, collecting pieces of a, of a meteorite, or basically pieces of an asteroid, bringing it back, so it's like going to the meteorite.
1: Isn't this so crazy? I remember watching that what there was one or two movies I think one was with Bruce Willis back in the day and they went to a meteorite and they blew it up and whatever yeah they blowing
0: up then we're, yeah we're and now that.
1: we're <laughs> and now we're just going to them and you know, it's like picking stuff up and you're just like oh, I'm gonna jump off at five billion miles an hour or whatever
0: yeah we're friends with them now, so it's yeah fun.
1: that yeah. is wild man can you imagine the uh, when I think about this stuff where I see like the international Space Station or something like this going on I think of the 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 the, the brothers who are the brothers that invented flight? The Wright brothers? The Wright brothers. I want to say yeah. the Linden brothers for some reason. And uh I think I'm thinking Charles Lindbergh and and he, he, can you imagine how much their minds would be blown if they came and they're like, shit, we did this. We started yeah. this crap. Or uh, well,
0: anybody from, you know, the eighteen, nineteen hundreds, early yeah. early nineteen hundreds. I mean the stuff yeah. that has changed since then is incredible.
1: That's awesome, well, this is a wonderful book, and you should piss off probably a lot of people in religion with it, so that's uh, good to find my. Uh, book. yeah that
0: was that was definitely the main goal when I was writing it. so
1: have you gotten uh interesting comments yet on social media? yeah, a few a few, okay.
0: but I think most people that are reading it realize that it's not about how God created the earth in seven days, it's more about how physics created the earth in you know four and a half billion years, so
1: yeah. to quote that to quote that great show i forget the name of it science bitch
0: oh breaking bad right
1: breaking bad hbo thank you very much yeah science bitch i love that meme so this is really cool give us your plugs greg as we go out so that people can find you on the interwebs
0: uh yeah just greg brenica as my twitter handle so at greg brenica and that's all i've got i don't have anything else i'm not fancy on the internet i just
1: yeah, ladies, reach out to him. Maybe you can get him to set up a Snapchat account. Anyway, check him out. Impact, how rocks from space led to life, culture, and Donkey Kong, which is always important, especially if you're a Donkey Kong fan. I remember the days when you put a quarter in arcade machines, and everyone was worried we were gambling or something back then, or they were satanic. It was the 80s. It was really weird. So check out his book. Order up. You can find out more. Learn science, because science is important. Science is all around you, especially in all the different things that we do these days. To my audience, be sure to uh, go to YouTube.com, for uh, hus Chris Voss, hit the bell notification button. Go to Goodreads.com, for hus Chris Voss. Go to all of our groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to that LinkedIn newsletter. It's killing it on LinkedIn and the big 132,000-member LinkedIn group as well. Thanks for coming on the show, Greg. We certainly appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: There you go. And thanks, to my audience, for tuning in. Be good to each other, and we'll see you guys next time.